0: Welcome back to another episode of the Air Power Hour. Tech Sergeant Check here, and on this episode, I sat down with Technical Sergeant Richard Shepard, a former fellow aerial port dog and currently in transition being an officer sessions recruiter in Raleigh, North Carolina. After joining at 17 years old, Tech Sergeant Shepard, a native of North Carolina, traveled all over the world during his time in the air transportation career field. During his travels all over the world, he took an assignment in Honduras at Sotocano Air Base, where he eventually met his wife. Not long after, they moved to New Jersey at Joint Base McGuire-Dix Lakehurst, where they started a family. With one assignment left before he qualifies for retirement from the United States Air Force, Tech Sergeant Shepard can complete his 20 years of military service at the young age of 37. It was great to sit down with Tech Sergeant Shepard, We have a special bond, both being Port Dogs, and his energy can truly light up a room. But, without further ado, Tech Sergeant Richard Shepard. To all units, proceed to your post assignment. All units, proceed to your post assignment. Welcome to the Air Power Hour. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Air Power Hour. Tech Sergeant Check here. And today I am joined by none other than Tech Sergeant Richard Shepherd. Sergeant Shepard, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to have you on, man. We've been talking about this for a while and uh we had to ke- we had to catch you before you left.
1: Yeah, yeah. We've uh since you started it. We were like, yeah, I gotta get on that. Gotta here get I
0: on am. it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I know you've been a huge advocate of the Air Power. You've been pushing it out, and you've listened to all the episodes, and you've been, and and I, I have to say, I appreciate that um, first and foremost. Um, and I hope that by listening to the episodes or or you showing other people the Air Power, that maybe it's helped someone join the Air Force. So, I I appreciate you, man.
1: Not a problem. do my part.
0: Yeah. So, what are you thinking of this? Uh, you're you are. Currently living in this area, right? Milwaukee, Southeast Wisconsin area. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: What do you think of this weather that we're having right now?
1: Man, uh, typical Wisconsin, consistently inconsistent. Yeah. Winter just hangs around.
0: It, it will not go away. Yeah. I mean, I, I I swear to you, three days ago, it was 80 degrees and my children were doing the slip and slide in the backyard. Freshly mowed grass. Everything was wonderful. I had a sunburn. It was great. I was like, hey, we're here. This <laughs> spring is here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was moving, sweating. Yeah. A lot. Now the, we wake cold. up. Yeah.
0: And it's snowing. My parents got 12 inches of snow. I can't believe it.
1: That's not cool. Yeah. This late into the year.
0: I know. And, and you know what you can't do when it's snowy or it's more difficult to do is drive
1: a hot rod. No, you cannot. Uh, salt is terrible.
0: Yeah. It's and
1: I know that you have a... A nice car. That I do. Uh, I have a 2010 Camaro SS. A uh, little work done, supercharged. Mm. Um, traction is a problem when the weather is nice. Yeah. So only imagine when it's not.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you're probably looking forward to warming up and uh, actually just getting out of the state. To, absolutely. To...
1: I don't want to make it sound like this is like the worst place ever. Sure. But absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You
0: know, the so the this is the thing I... For me, I do not like winter. I am from Wisconsin I do not like winter uh, but when you have a winter like you do in Wisconsin, you do not take summer for granted no like you are out that's one thing about Wisconsin people are out there's festivals there's so much stuff to do in Wisconsin uh, during the the warm summer months so
1: absolutely yeah if but, I could take Wisconsin's summers and Put them in the Carolinas. I would because yeah. it's not super muggy. The bugs are manageable. Yeah, it's not flying around with dinosaurs. Yeah, to suck your blood. You know. Yeah. Uh, and the festivals. It's always a good time. Yeah, it's always a good time.
0: Yeah. So, I we could sit here and talk about the weather and we could. everything, <laughs> but but really, what we're here to do is we're here to hear Sergeant Shepard's Air Force story. So that's what we're gonna talk about. And we are going to start from the beginning. Now, you had mentioned the Carolinas. Um, are you originally from one of the Carolinas?
1: Born and raised in North Carolina.
0: Yeah, where in North Carolina?
1: Uh, Jacksonville, where Camp Lejeune is. Okay. Um, dad was Navy, uncle was a Marine. So he was in Norfolk and we were there for family support. So uh, yeah, born and raised, I saw a lot of crazy things growing up yeah to the proximity of the base yeah <laughs> I, I bet even, i haven't worked on the base for a while too oh nice what did you yeah. do i was in the sub shop what
0: like the like subway you worked at subway so
1: it was like a uh, independent a part of the bx sub shop i don't know the name of the place because it didn't know really oh have a brand okay um so I was hooking up all of the uh, Marines, like extra meat. Extra there you go. Like that. Yeah.
0: Nice. So you were doing your service to I was the country my part. before you even joined. That's I was, awesome. I was trying. Awesome. That, that's cool. Um, So you're from North Carolina. Yes, sir. And uh, when did you decide that the Air Force was the route you were going to take?
1: Okay. So a little backstory for you. Uh, when I was growing up, I always wanted to be a game designer. I always wanted oh. to make games, right? And then as I got older, it kind of progressed into, I want to do something with cars. Yeah. So I was like, hey, there's a NASCAR pit crew program in Charlotte, UTI, right? Okay. My mindset, I didn't have the best grades. I was one of those kids where I did what I had to do to pass, but I knew too much more else. Sure. Um. So when it got down to it, as a senior, I was like, I don't have the grades for this. And I didn't know the first thing to do about uh, financial aid. Mm-hmm. So I was like... Never mind. Yeah. So uh, it was one. It's, it's funny. This story is like freaking uh, like a movie maybe. But it was it was a super starry night. The moon was out. Me and my brother in the backyard um, just talking. And I'm kind of talking about what I want to do after school. And I was like, I'm just going to join the Air Force. Yeah. Now, no one. I had never said that before. I would see a recruiter in school. I'm going the other way or I'm going to make that C- Around him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, so I have a cousin that's about a year older than me. And he was in Germany at the time in the Air Force. Nice. On Facebook, just living it up. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what he did. I just know I wanted to be somewhere overseas having a good time, right? Yeah. Um, so I told my mom, I was still 17. Uh, I told my mom about it. We went to the recruiting office. Gave him what he needed. Told my dad, hey, you got to sign this. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, wait, what? What is this? I was like, yeah, I'm joining the Air Force. And he he made all of his Navy jokes, of course. Oh, I yeah. He was like, ah, whatever, too much water in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I, I joined and I left at 17 also. Wow. I was gone before my 18th birthday. Dang.
0: And how did your mom take the, the news of you deciding that the Air Force was something that you were going to pursue?
1: So being the youngest of three... Uh, my older two brothers got into a little bit of young trouble. Yeah. Uh, me being the one that didn't get into trouble, she kind of trusted my decisions. Okay. Um, so she didn't question anything. Nice. And because we grew up in a military household. Yeah. You know, all the air shows back in the day. Yeah. Um, all that kind of good stuff. It wasn't really a, a major fear for her. I'm sure she was a little worried, but it wasn't like the, oh no, please don't go. Please don't go. Yeah. She was supportive. So was so was my dad. To be honest, like it was, it was cool.
0: That's awesome. And you left when you were seventeen. So you just wanted
1: to get out of Dodge. Just wanted to travel. Yeah, just wanted to see the world.
0: And then off you go to basic training. Yeah. Now, before you went to basic training, did you have a uh, a guaranteed job with the Air Force?
1: No. So uh, my highest score was an eighty in mech. Okay. And I wanted to work on jet engines, so I listed all of those. Uh, two weeks after I swore in to the delayed entry program at MEPS, got a call from the recruiter. Hey, got an open mech. You want it? Hey, yeah. Sign me up. Let's go. Nice. So I took it.
0: Cool. Um, and then you got to choose your job down at base training.
1: I got to choose my job, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. (laughs) So with all that power of choosing my job, um, I went down there. Can't remember what week basic when I went through was only six and a half weeks. Yeah. Uh, same for you. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't remember what week it was. But I went down there. I listed all those jet engine jobs. And because of the time I went, I left on September
0: 11th. Oh, wow. First
1: time on an airplane, scared out of my mind. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, no. Um, So because of the time frame, you know, it was like fall holiday season coming up. Mm -hmm. So I picked all those jobs. And then I saw this one job that said, what, six weeks of uh, tech school called aircraft transportation. Uh, (laughs) I put that down on my list. As the last thing. And I was like, if I get this job, I'll be home by Christmas. This is amazing. Yeah. Let's put it. I put it, lo and behold, I get it. And I thought I really didn't read that description. I thought I was like transporting aircrafts to like the Boneyard or yeah. like, buying trucks or something silly like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No. No.
0: You know what's crazy is that I did the exact same thing. I didn't go open mechanical. But I had a list of jobs that were offered to me from my recruiter, and I chose air transportation because of the short wow.
1: tech school. Great minds. I was like,
0: yeah, exactly. Great <laughs> minds. Because I don't know what it was, but I think I was just kind of – I went to college, and then I left college and joined the Air Force. So I was just kind of over-schooling at that point. That makes sense. So I, I picked the, the shortest textbook and I was like, yeah, that, that sounds good. Six weeks, I'm out of there. Cool. That's it. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's crazy. But yeah, it, we had the same job. Yeah. So that that's pretty cool. And uh, before we get into that, I want to ask you about your experience with basic training.
1: Oh, man. Basic training. Uh, it, was, it was weird. So I was always a nonchalant person. Yeah. Um, super chill. So watching people kind of freak out. I was like, what's what's the matter? Like what's, what's <laughs> yeah. wrong with you? <laughs> Almost, you yeah. know, I'm not trying to be judgy, but I as, as a young kid I was. I was like, What is wrong with you? Why are you crying? Um Basic was chill. RTI was like I felt like he was the black sheep because the way the white ropes were on him or his leadership was like they did not like him and he didn't yeah. like us. He just all rolled downhill. Yeah. Um man, I struggled uh to stay awake in tech school or or uh basic. Yeah, I was always the kid standing up, and then I take it on myself to make sure no one else could sleep because I couldn't sleep. Hey, wake up! <laughs> yeah, did you
0: use any type besides standing up? Did you use any type of techniques? Because there was one that I used that I had to use or I was definitely going to fall asleep.
1: Um, I didn't know any. I was just so no? young and new to that environment of yeah. having to stay awake at something that I didn't. I didn't
0: so my my trick was I would sit there and I would pinch the inside of my thigh just to keep myself from not falling asleep (laughs) because it was, it's hard. I mean, especially if you're not used to that, you know, teenage kids, they sleep till, you know, noon and go to bed at two o'clock in the morning. Well, now you're waking up at, you know, zero four o'clock in the morning and, and then you're sitting in class and you're just like, Oh yeah. But it was fun. I had a good time.
1: If I would have did that, I would have had like a red spot or have a chunk of my thigh missing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And it was never good to be, To be caught falling asleep by a T.I. No, no, Uh, no, no. So, but it's all good learning experience, you know? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So do you think that having a dad who was in the Navy or, you know, members of the family that were in the military kind of prepared you for basic training?
1: Ah. That's a weird question. That's not weird, but it's a hard question. Uh, like, because so my dad was being in the Navy with the job that he did. That he still to this day won't tell me details. Clearance, right? Oh, Yeah. Um, <laughs> he uh he was always gone a lot on the boat. Yeah. So me being the youngest of three boys, he did all of his traveling before I came. Oh, okay. He was in uh he was in California. He was in F- he was actually a a, a BMT instructor. I don't know what the Navy calls him. Okay. An instructor. Yeah. in Florida. And that's where my second my second my middle brother was born. There. Oh nice. And then I was born when he got back here. Um so I didn't see a lot of his service until he retired because we went for the retirement. So I got out to these people in uniform. Yeah. Like, they still have the picture. I'm like the baby, you know, like not a baby, but about I think nine. I was young. I wasn't yeah. old. Um so I didn't get to see that. And even my uncle in Marines that lived close to us, I didn't see him in uniform often either now i saw the base people yeah i saw the marines that i had no clue who they were in uniform yeah you know
0: nice so you finished basic training you graduate and you stayed right there for tech school right yeah lackland air force Base, super unexciting Texas. yeah <laughs> it was kind of weird i think uh going from a basic trainee to a tech schooler because you're you felt cooler because you weren't a basic training but also like you still kind of had that fear of the TIs, so you're just like you had kept your distance, but you kind of had that freedom. It's a it's a weird situation, but like
1: that residual fear. It's yeah, you're like, there. oh, I don't want that. So to I was all excited. I was like, oh man, where am I going for tech school? Oh, yeah. everyone's going here, going there. Like, yo, get on the bus. You're going down the street. Yeah, what? It's
0: literally like a two minute drive <laughs> yeah. down to the. Yeah, but
1: so. I don't know. It was cool because you got to see the other side of base. Yeah, and then. The new the airman that had been there for a while took us around. I can't remember what it was called, but there was that one place like where the chapel, chaplain assistants were, or yeah. the game room and all that kind of cool. Oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is nuts. Yeah, we get to have fun.
0: Yeah, right. What? I didn't know this was part of a, a base. Yeah, know there exactly. There's fun things <laughs> on a base, but yeah, that's a really good point. There's, you know, uh, n- the uh, misconception within the public eye is that a base is just kind of like a runway and some buildings where the people stay. Right. Uh, but there's so many different, you worked at a sub shop, yeah, uh, a submarine sandwich shop, sub sandwich shop. And, uh, you know, there's places where you can fi- get your, you can fix your car, uh, parks for c- children and your families to play on and uh, all sorts of different things. So really it's, it's, it's kind of nice to be able to c- clear that air or destigmatize what a base is all about, uh, because there's so many things to do on a
1: base. It's just like a small community, a small slice of America. Depends on where you are.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yep.
0: So you're off to tech school, and and like I said, we both went to the same tech school. <laughs> we're same job, and uh, it's crazy that you and I, you you and I were stationed at the same base, Dover, Delaware.
1: That we were
0: for like three years, wasn't it?
1: uh so for me for about a year i got there january 2008 oh yeah you were in first term airman stuff happened so dover was not on my list at all um they just stuck me there and i'm in my mind to this day i'm wondering if the functional was like okay this is a guy on the list that we put somewhere let's try to get him out of here something on this list yeah you know uh because i found out i was headed to japan there within the first year
0: wow and that usually doesn't happen no no Now, did you have your dream sheet updated?
1: Oh, it was always updated. Yeah. That spot was number three.
0: Wow. But it's crazy because you were there for a year in Dover, and I was there at the same exact time, and we worked the same job, yet we never met.
1: Yep. That's funny how life works. It's crazy how that works. (laughs) It is.
0: And I felt like I was pretty connected within the unit, not like cool connected, but like I I had been there for three years at that point, so I knew a lot of people, and I just – we were d- discussing this a while back and I was like, I can't believe I don't remember you. Right. We knew right. all the same people.
1: Basically, my Facebook is littered with them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just it's it's wild uh, that 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 happened. But it, that's kind of how it is. You know, now we end up here in southeast Wisconsin in the 347th recruiting squadron. It's yeah. just a small world.
1: Sixteen years later. Sixteen years later. That is nuts. That's It that is wild.
0: So how was air transportation the job for you?
1: Oh, it has been, it was a whirlwind of, of different things. Um, so started out in cargo in Dover, right? Super labor intensive. Uh, yeah. you take your top off. <laughs> it's all starch. Cause we had BDUs back then. Um, you got to work. So yeah. as that, you know, whether you was building pallets or driving the forklifts or doing the truck docks or oversized cargo. Right. Um, and then when I went to Japan, it was such a gear change because I'm used to, being in an environment, there's no customer service. Yeah. It's just us. And you're, you're dirty. Yeah. To a passenger terminal overseas.
0: Ah, yep.
1: Holy crap. Let me tell you. Uh I think it was Chief Moon at the time he was in. Um And I got there in my uniform, BDUs, you know. And they, they were used. Yeah. They were used. Um, yeah, broken <laughs> and, in. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And he let me know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I tried to ride it out until I couldn't but I had to I had to buy my own ABU's. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't have the right size. So I'm not the tallest guy, but if you get the wrong size it's going to be super obvious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the bottom of my ABU top was definitely almost a crop top. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: Yeah. How's Japan? I mean, oh, you lived in Japan. That's that had to be crazy.
1: So we were on the outskirts of Tokyo in wow. Kota Air Force base, uh called Fusashi. Mhm. Um it was a dream come true. Yeah. As a kid that watched anime who liked Japanese cars, I like all cars, but you know, like I really enjoy Japanese stuff too. Yeah. Um, all that kind of stuff, the video games. I was in heaven. Yeah. I was young. Yeah. <laughs> I was young. So I went over there, you know, I was like, let me see, let's do some math here. All right. So 18 there, 19 there. So I was 19 when I got to Japan. Wow. Separated from family, home, everything I know in North Carolina. Yeah, overseas solo, just people that I know. Yeah. Um. And I remember the first ride I took from my sponsor. He had a red skyline, and he took me to this loop, and I freaked out because he's on this side of the car, and I'm on this side of the car.
0: Oh yeah, I'm opposite. Like,
1: Why are you turning that way? We're about to crash. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But um, I had all my dream cars over there. If you yeah. Think of it. I had it. Um. I got on the highway. Got to see things, eat things. It was. It was a good time.
0: And you know what it it kind of just comes full circle because you you saw your your cousin over oh. in Germany and you were like I want to join because I want to travel. You joined and then you went to Japan. So yeah. it, it, that is that is really cool that you know you joined for a reason and then that reason came true and it came to fruition. Absolutely. And you got to go to Japan. That that's so cool.
1: And that tree kept producing fruit yeah throughout my career how how, did major way yeah um so i had a buddy jaron mack senior man i know jaron mack bet you do
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's down in south carolina now shout out to jaron mack
1: absolutely if
0: you're listening he's a clothing line now
1: yeah he does yeah so he's the reason for the next assignment yeah he was in honduras Ooh. He was like, hey, you should put this on your list. I was like, where even is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Geography was not the best subject in school for me. Um, so I put it on my list and I, I got it. Wow. Like a couple months later, I was like, oh, you've been selected to go here. I'm like,
0: dang. What?
1: That's South America, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, Central. I was an idiot. Me and all my friends on Facebook, all oh, they all like my saying South America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I got there and uh, mind blown again. Like I never wanted to be like in South America or anything. I was just like, yeah, it's a cool place, right? Yeah. Uh, but man, beautiful scenery, um, awesome people, and the weather is like island weather. Yeah. Rained like clockwork.
0: What base was that?
1: It's Sotocano Air Base. It's an army base, but it's also the Honduran Air Base, Palomero okay. or something like that. And if you look now, they now have a civilian side to the airport there, which like blows my mind because that was a huge deal they were trying to do. Yeah. Um, because Teguciapa, where you normally land is one of the world's worst landings and it's Ooh. like on the list. Yeah. So everyone's clapping when we landed and I'm like, why? And I look it up. I'm like, oh, I almost died a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Honduras is a short tour. That's somewhere we go for only a year. Um, and then we go onward to somewhere else. So I applied for my follow-ons. I had like all Italy. Yeah. Spangdalum, uh, some London stuff. I had like Spain, Rota. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had all the good spots, right? I get an email. Oh, your follow on couldn't be approved because there's no openings there. I was like, oh, great. I'll Dang. just stay here for another year. Yeah. So I extended. Um, wow. In the Air Force Officer Program to where if you're in a short tour and you extend, you either get like uh, some bonus money or you get a flight home and some leave or you get like a lot of leave. Oh, okay. So I took the flight home and some leave. Yeah. So I got like 15 days and a flight to the first port to like, what, Atlanta for Nice NASA. Yeah. So I took that um and then I went home had a good time and stuff like that but I uh, also met my wife out there.
0: Uh, in Honduras?
1: Yep. On the anniversary of being there for a year.
0: Wow. Yeah, very during, cool.
1: During the World Cup time. Hey. So that's for awesome. me, World Cups like still fun for me cuz it's like in the same mindset, you know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. It is. That's great. So then now you met her a year in and then
1: um oh man loves in the air all that good stuff yeah
0: and Um, then you you leave a year later what what happened did she come with you she came with
1: 2015 we were out of there nice um so like i said i didn't have a follow-on so where i was going after that year was a complete mystery i had no power in the decision it was up to the air force again yeah so uh we were off base Got that assignment notification the email to my personal. I was like, holy crap, we got to go. We got to go back yeah. to this, like right now. Uh, so we went back. I got on the computer, the first computer in the library. <laughs> nice. Uh, and it said, you're going to New Jersey. Oh, McGuire. our heart sank. Yeah. She didn't know why, but I explained to her why. <laughs> I was like, man, back in the Northeast again, why, why, yeah. why? Dover was like down the street. I already been in this place. Um, but I talked to my boss he was like, hey, look at your orders again. And I did. And it said 818, not 305th. Uh, so I was like, huh, what's this? He's like, you're going to do the contingency response wing. And I was oh, like, "Okay, score.
0: <laughs> now, what does, uh, for our listeners who have no idea what that means, what does that mean?
1: So contingency response wing, uh, they, they do a couple of things. Um, they open up forward operating bases. Uh, for our job, they conduct joint inspections okay. um, and also respond to humanitarian crises all over the world. Okay. Um, there's, there's McGuire, there's Travis, and there's one in Ramstein. Okay. Um, and we respond everywhere. So with that, um, it was very different from typical airport stuff. When I tell you the day-to-day ops is just training and training to do things is all it is yeah. because our mission is always outside of the base. So when we're there, we just constant readiness. Oh, got yeah. so many CBTs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good Lord.
0: Computer-based training for those that uh, yes. don't get Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Um,
0: They're super fun.
1: Super fun. So engaging. Yeah. <laughs> I had to learn to pinch my thighs there. There you go. <laughs> uh, so we knocked that out and stuff like that. And I got to drive some really cool things, see some cool things. Uh, but for me, like I said, that tree kept dropping fruit. Yeah. So with the CRW, uh, I went all over the States, short trips, temporary duty assignments, like two nice. weeks, three weeks here there. And then I got to go to uh, Colombia, Mexico, Spain, Egypt, Bahrain a few times, Alaska. Wow. Um, Man, like... It, like i really was blessed with the air force when it came to travel
0: yeah you're a world traveler a World traveler
1: that's amazing um the free passports on both ends because some places couldn't use your official passport yep some places you had to use your official passport you know stuff like that and uh i got to learn a lot see a lot work with a lot of different agencies yeah also um i work with seal team too oh cool um i won't say where uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then the Navy a lot in Bahrain, and then Marines in Bahrain also, and then Alaska was fun. It was like an exercise. Yeah, nowhere a place called Delta Junction. Look it up. Yeah, they have really good prime rib.
0: Oh,
1: I, okay. I kid you not. That plate was man. It was giant. hang. Yeah, it was nuts. Cold. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, when in your career. Uh, does the recruiter thing happen? Because I know you weren't air transportation forever. Absolutely.
1: Uh, so for me, with all the travel, as fun as it as fun as it is, uh, being married with kids, very mm-hmm. young kids, becomes tiring and taxing, especially yeah. in a relationship. Um, just being a good husband, being a good dad, being in my kids' lives, things like that, right? Yeah, um, super important to me. So they asked, like, "Hey, who wants to do a developmental special duty (DSD)?" Everyone always says, oh, yeah, put me in, right? Yeah. never happens. <laughs> yeah. So I say, yeah, I'll, I'll go in. Put me in for uh, MTL and recruiter. Yeah. Or door manager, right? Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. And then it's like, hey, you got recruiting. What? <laughs> yeah, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Uh, but because I was in New Jersey for about four years, it was getting time to where I was either going to get orders or go to the 305th. Yeah. And I did not want to go to the 305th. Sure. Um, so I got recruiting. I accepted it. I took it. did everything I needed to do. And I knew recruiting didn't really travel in the terms of going to the sandbox or super long stays away from family. Other than recruiting school. Yeah. Right? Um, so I was excited. The wife was on board. Um, we did recruiting school. My mom came up. Stayed with us, helped her out while I was gone. Nice. Like, helped us move. Um, we did our move. We did our own move and we got paid for it and all that good stuff. Uh, the Air Force does move you, but they were blacked out, so we did it ourselves. As okay. Far as the dates. And they paid you. And they paid me. Yeah. They paid me a lot. Yeah. Paid me a good nice. amount. It was work, don't get me wrong, but uh, we got compensated for it. Yeah. Um, so we used our VA loan here and bought our first place right in Franklin.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. So
0: wow. So uh you are getting ready to wrap up your time as a recruiter. Um how was your time in recruiting? I mean, did you enjoy it? Did uh did you learn anything?
1: My time in recruiting was wild, and I'll explain why. Uh got here from what I was used to with how I did things as CR continued response and because i was leading trips i was taking teams out to places and we do things we get the rentals hotel set up all this kind of stuff right meet the users all that kind of good stuff to come to recruiting to be in a spot once again you're by yourself out doing the mission right you're not always with your boss so that was kind of like okay i understand that but the the admin side of it for me was vicious
0: a little bit of a change
1: a little bit of a change i'm not working with forms and hazdex and hazardous declaration pages anymore or low plans. It's all like people's data and admin stuff. Like yeah. socials where were you we born? Da, 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 your yep. name's spelled wrong. Your social security number is missing a digit, you know, stuff like that. So for me, it was a, it was a little bit of a learning curve. Um, and then just the, you're always working with the customer and the customer is not in the military or have any connection of understanding sometimes of how we operate. Yeah. So having to tailor, uh, my conversations and how I presented myself to others that way also was a huge change. Yeah. Um, training wise, if you could just get the processing part down, I think you'll be solid if you already have how to talk to people. Yeah. You know, that, that was where I struggled the most. My admin, I was Mm -hmm. chaotic. (laughs) organization is not my middle name (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i always i always and i stand by this to this day recruiting is the most stressful job in the air force because we are dealing with that that entity that is not a part of the air force right you know we, we don't have control over civilians not at all and uh, and it, it can be difficult to work with the civilians at times when especially when you're used to working in a Air Force structured workspace
1: absolutely uh, people understand that the mission has to get done yeah you know
0: oh yeah yeah like we have suspenses we have timelines so that can be stressful uh, but I also say that while it is the most stressful job, it is also the most rewarding. Yes. And I'm sure that you've had plenty of instances where you were like, wow, that that's pretty cool that that I had the opportunity to do that.
1: Absolutely. Um, not to name any names specifically, but I've had people come in the office, maybe get teared up over some family situation. And then when they come back on Recruiter's Assistance Program, they bring that family member and we're all laughing about it. You know, yeah. like, oh, I remember that time, da-da-da-da-da. And that family member there and they're like, oh, I didn't know you felt that way. Um, you know, that's really sweet or whatever, whatever. Um, then you got people that uh, family is just beaming full of full of pride for them. Yeah. Um, then you have the ones that are like, I'm just happy I can make a difference, do something better than my life because I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. To see them come back and say, I understand what you're saying now. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, come home see family, but you're going to get bored. Yeah. Because you've just seen and done so much. Yep. In a short amount of time, that it won't compare to your old day to day life. Yeah. It won't. So,
0: and that's good. Yeah, it does feel good. And now you're getting ready to move on. You're leaving us at the 347th. We're sad. Bittersweet. Sarn Shepherd's taking off and (laughs) getting out of here. Um, Your smile always brightened up a room, especially when we were all together for the semi annual and the annuals. So, you're going to be deeply missed, but you're moving on to bigger and better things, right?
1: That I am. Um, I've been selected to go to uh, Raleigh, North Carolina to recruit officers.
0: Nice.
1: So full circle back home.
0: Yeah, back to North Carolina. That is very, very cool.
1: It is. As many as times have I has tried to get to South, South Carolina, Charleston, <laughs> to be put back in North Carolina Yeah. at the end. Yeah. It's nuts. That's cool. And how many years have you been in the Air Force? So this September will be 16 officially.
0: Okay. So you're going to be, this is probably your final assignment? This is it. This is it?
1: (laughs) This is it. Unless something crazy happens, uh, they're like, oh, you know, maybe you can do Flight Chief here in the same spot. Sure. Sure. But other than that, no, this is it.
0: So how old are you? Uh, 33. 33. Ladies and gentlemen, he is 33 years old and he has a little over four years left and he can retire. Now, I'm not a math major, but I know that that's 37. Yep. Because he joined at 17. So you will have a full Air Force retirement when you're 37 years old. That I will. I really don't think people understand that
1: the power of that the
0: power of that that 20 years you 20 years in the air force and at 37 years old you're basically just becoming an adult <laughs>
1: like <laughs> it was that of time. yeah
0: <laughs> and now you get to just continue on with whatever you're doing but you have that air force retirement to, to rely on
1: absolutely and listening back i did a lot of travel a lot of yeah, you've blur. seen so much it's wild it was a blur. And you've, we didn't travel, uh, you know, gray tail all the time, organic military aircraft. It was. Yes. You go to the airport. <laughs> you go take yeah. your flight. You're in a hotel. I didn't stay in tents or dirt. The one time a certain branch tried to make us stay, we called back to our duty officer, and she got us off that spot ASAP. Wow. Back to where we were supposed to go.
0: So you, uh, you've you been pretty blessed. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. Yeah.
1: The Air Force has been a complete blessing. Uh, looking back, I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't joined. Yeah. And I don't know where my life would be right now.
0: Yeah. Do you think that if you wouldn't have, I mean, this is probably a dumb question, but do you think you would have been to uh, all those countries if you hadn't have joined the air force, maybe on your own, buy your own plane ticket?
1: It would have been me on Google looking (laughs) at other people do things that I was dreaming about.
0: That's pretty amazing. I love that. Well, I have a couple more questions before we wrap this up. Um, the 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 first question I have is, what kind of advice or mentorship that you have gotten or received in your time, your 16 years in the Air Force, that have really struck a chord with you and something that you're going to take with you for the rest of your life?
1: Gotcha. So, looking at the Air Force as a whole and Space Force, um, a bunch of people that come together from all over the U.S., sometimes overseas because parents. But don't assume. um, The saying here is common sense ain't so common. Yeah. So never assume something. Always verify with people that they understand what you're trying to say or you understand what they're trying to convey to you also. Sure. It'll save a lot of time, a lot of headache. Communication is key. Yeah. Um, So.
0: Oh, that's a good one. I see that. That is. Especially when you become like a, a supervisor. Absolutely. And you are. You have subordinates or you've got airmen that you're trying to take care of. You're trying to set them up for success in the Air Force like you've had. So you're trying to convey these messages to them and to verify that they understand. You know, it's that trust but verify thing. Uh, Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense, man.
1: Yeah, it was. uh, Yeah, yeah, we'll say that.
0: So the last question I have is now we know you're going to become an officer, uh, but you are recruiting Yeah. Yes. Officer recruiting. Sorry. Yeah. You don't want to be
1: an officer. I I love to be an officer. Yeah. All right.
0: Nice little pay pay raise. Last three
1: retirement for that. I tell you what.
0: Yeah. Uh, So I know you're you're moving on to your next assignment. uh, But what's next? What's next for for Sergeant Shepard or, uh, you know, when you retire? What are your plans,
1: man? So plans. Uh, So my old senior that was over our shop in the crw is currently in realty his wife is in realty the entire time uh they've known each other i believe um and he has his own company nice and he told me i'd love to get a recruiter
0: Ooh, there you go
1: so um i've never thought about selling houses yeah or apartments or com- whatever it may be right probably yeah. never thought about it uh but i wouldn't say it's not on the back of my mind right now yeah yeah, because yeah, he was like, by the time you get out, I'll have a license to operate in Carolina. There you go. And if you want to get in, let's go.
0: That's awesome. So you got plans. You're ready to go.
1: It is. I have a few. I thought about going to UTI finally, right?
0: Yeah. Like
1: a full loop circle back. Yeah. Um, got my GI Bill to use and work on cars. Not for anyone else. I'm just going to work on my own stuff. Yeah. Not doing any shop work, anything like that. There you go. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it is, uh, you've got a lot of opportunities. They're endless and you're young. That's awesome. Uh, I'm super excited for you. And uh, I mean, I'm not excited for us because we're losing you, but I know that you're going to go down to North Carolina, go back home and do great things. Thank you. Um, but that's it, man. This has been an awesome episode. I really appreciate you uh, coming on and telling your story.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. I still can't believe that we were at the same base. and we've ne- <laughs> That's crazy. It is. Um, Small
1: world. And it's like you try to look back and all you see is Fuzz trying to remember. Oh, for sure. Thing. Like, like oh, was he there? Was yeah. he there?
0: Like, I remember Mac because. Sergeant Wiggum? Oh, yeah. I remember Sergeant Wiggum, but I'm talking about Jerome. Oh, Mac. the other Mac. Okay. Mac.
1: Because wow, see how that just works. He,
0: he's a reservist and he lives down in South Carolina now. Yep. We actually live in the same neighborhood. We lived in the same neighborhood in Charleston. Wow. Yeah. And uh and yeah, I just I I he came in for a reserve weekend and I was like, Mac, yeah. I know you. Um uh, and it was just crazy we caught up. It's just a, such a small world. It is. But he's the
1: reason I kind of met my wife. Oh, if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, because what I'm saying go there. I never went there.
0: Hey, I I had uh, Master Sergeant Jason Madigan on here on the podcast. He's an in-service recruiter in Tampa, and he's the reason why I met my wife. Wow. So, yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: The similarities here. I know.
0: It's <laughs> wild. But thank you for coming on, Sergeant Shepard. It's been awesome. That, and uh, yeah, best of luck to you.
1: I appreciate it. Best of luck to you guys here at the 47. Also, keep killing it. Yeah, we will do. You'll do well.
0: <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is Tech Sergeant... Richard Shepard, and this is the Air Power Hour. Take care, friends.